This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am really excited today to be recording an episode on the flow planning method. There have been a lot of episodes that are on different pieces, and I wanted to just do one on the whole thing so that you could take pieces that really resonate with you and and go with them if that serves you. You know that when you're really excited about this and you want support and you want the camaraderie and the mentorship, you know where to find us, right? And we are we, we always welcome you into that support. I personally have found that it's really hard to do all this alone. And I've found that with the women who do step into Flow 365, that they are very appreciative of not doing it alone. And in fact, it creates some pretty miraculous moments. And I want to give you like really to understand what's happening, what we're doing um, when we're planning. And this is also available through the flow planner, right? Like this process is, is what's happening in the flow planner. So I used to have a bookshelf of productivity books that were mostly unread. I have to admit, I've read a couple more at this point, but I've always had those books. I just never really delved into them and learned from them. I, if I cleaned off my desk, would have a recycle bin of half-used calendars and planners and notebooks because I loved, I loved a fresh new notebook, yet I didn't even always follow through with the ritual of returning to it. And then it felt old and then I would recycle it. And there were so many days, and I'm going to admit to you, that this may still happen every once in a while, but oh my goodness, far less than it ever did before. But when my bag was filled with all my ideas and reminders that didn't actually make it into those books, but were more on like sticky notes and backs of envelopes that I didn't need and receipts, you know what I mean? And then when I like recalled them, I couldn't find them. So I know I'm not alone because I've worked with hundreds of women and One of the times when I really figured out I wasn't alone was when I was on the book tour for Plan Simple Meals, and I kept hearing it again and again. In fact, I heard more about feeling disorganized and not productive than I did about what would you do with kale, which was kind of my purpose of the book tour. And 
I just kept hearing like, we, I can't figure out how to get together for family dinner. I'm too busy for self-care. I don't have time to cook the meals I really want to eat. If I work, there won't actually be time for those I really love and my, much less myself, right? And so it just kept, I kept hearing time in every sentence of every woman who asked a question, came to say hello, opened her mouth <laughs> during that book tour. And that's really what led to the flow planning process. So the flow planning process was in, was came about long before the book tour because it was how I got healthy and how I wrote that book and get my kids out of school for a year, all the things like it was important, important piece of making all that happen. And it really became formalized as I saw that I wasn't this special disorganized unicorn. I don't think I would have called myself a unicorn at the time. I just felt like I was a mess and I couldn't get together. So here's the thing. We're all busy as entrepreneurs, working women, loving women who want to be great mothers and daughters and wives and friends, as passionate people who want to explore our interests and live healthy lives. We may all struggle to make time, right? Or to find the time. If you resonate with that, you're not alone because I just told you that that was me for sure and also the hundreds of people who we serve. So I learned that I couldn't separate my healthy lifestyle goals, my family, my spirituality, my self-care from my work planning. So work had been this area of my life where I had always like, I had to have a calendar because there was like meetings to go to and things. And all the other areas lived like, on those little post-its at the bottom of my bag, in notebooks, on the fridge in the form of like, this is the school calendar and, you know, this is the grocery list, right? So everything was separated out, but it didn't make sense in time. And once I got everything into one, I want to say one page, but it's really like one system and really started to look through the lens of like, how do I find balance. That's when the different parts of my life really started to make sense. And this is what the flow planning process is. So it's not a quick fix. I will tell you that right now. And I fully believe that nothing that really works is because in when we're talking about the flow planning process, we're really focusing on breaking things. First, we're focused on really creating a vision, which we'll get to in a minute, and then breaking down things and continually flowing them forward, right? And there's not really any getting getting off track because what we're doing when we might call ourselves off track is we're acknowledging that we need rest or we need downtime or we need to go over here for a minute. But then we, and then we have this system that like, pulls us to the next turn. Does that make sense? So we start to see that it's all part of this like flowy thing <laughs> and it's all really purposeful, especially when we have a vision that we're moving toward. I 100% created the flow planning method because it's what I needed. And as I shared what I was doing and got other women interested, I really started to see the impact that this way of thinking can have. And what I genuinely want from the bottom, bottom of my heart 
for you is that you keep moving toward the life you want. That life where, I don't know, you reach your goals, whatever they are. For me, I've had big business goals. I have had different health goals. I have this goal to just be the most supportive mama at every different phase right now. I have three teenagers, so it looks very different than when they were born, but I really show up to that on a daily basis. I love our home. I love my community. I love my marriage, and I want to make sure that I tend to that. And I just want to have time for all the things. I really want to have time for all the things. So if this sounds great for you, grab a notebook and a pen and maybe a calendar in your phone. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through this process. And if you go to the show notes, I will also share some downloadables and printing pages that you can go print out. Okay. And toward the end, I'll share some of the ways that you can put this process into action. So before I go into sort of what the steps are, I want to just give you like some of the overarching things. So the flow planning method is meant to be all of your life in one place. I say on a page, but it's really in multiple pages. So it's like in one place, right? That's why we put all the pages together into one physical planning book. It's really a mix between journaling and calendaring. It's a way to keep moving towards what you want. One season, that's really important, not one year, but one season and one day at a time. It's about knowing where to focus and what little things can do in your life like how all the little air er- how all the little things and all the areas of your life really add up to a big impact you might have heard me say this at the end of other podcasts because I always share three doable changes you can do those are the little things and it's really all about starting and finishing <laughs> from a kind gentle centered energy it's about allowing yourself to imagine the best possible life for yourself and those you love over and over in each area of your life. All of us tend to have a focus, but we really want to pull together all the areas. And there's many maps of this where there's lots of areas. I, from the name of our company, can tell Plan Simple. You can tell, like to keep things simple. So I created four areas. They do conveniently stand for flow. But One of the areas is food and wellness. That's the F, right? So that includes all the nutrition stuff, but can also include movement. Like how are you staying healthy and well? The second category is lifestyle, which includes family and home and travel and all those things that really make up what your lifestyle is. The fourth category is OM, because you'll see that I think spirituality and self-care and space and religion, if that's part of your life, but not if it's not. But OM is is just that component, that that space, right? That that you're not in this alone energy. That's OM. And work. And so whether you are an entrepreneur or you're finding passion through a job or you're trying to bring money in or you're not in that phase and your work is could be motherhood. That could fall in lifestyle, but it also could fall in work. and um, it could also be that your work is is retirement. I find a lot of women who come to this community 
might be leaving one thing and they're trying to figure out what's next and and next can be all sorts of different scenarios and that's what we call work. So we're loosely using all these terms as you can hear. So too often as women, I think we have been told somewhere along the line that we have to choose, right? So we have to choose whether we can work or parent. That's kind of, you know, one of those things. We we choose whether we, you know, climb the ladder or take care of ourselves, right? There's always choosing. And I really want us to think of all three of those things at all times because I think it it feeds everything, right? We don't want to be unhealthy because of our work. And when we're healthy, it actually fuels our work in a different way. We want, if we created a family, we usually want to tend to that family and be part of that family and be a great member of that family, great mother, um, spouse, all those things. And we want to take care of our, ourselves and our energy. So all these things become important. And I really, really genuinely believe that we don't have to choose and that many of us walk around with the belief that we do, whether that's conscious or unconscious. And so when we start to get really intentional about all those four areas and really understand what they mean, magic literally starts to unfold. So let's get into what it looks like to lean into our feminine energy through the flow planning process. So remember, because I just told you that the flow planning process brings together all parts of our lives. So as I go through these steps, you might be thinking through them with a lens of I'm trying to get healthy, or I have this big work goal, or I just want to take care of myself or whatever it is. But remember, we, we're doing this for each of the categories. So, so make sure that you're always remembering those four balanced areas. So the first step of the flow planning process is, is really to tune in. And let your soul guide you so that we're not making choices. And by the way, all planning is, is deciding in advance. All it is, is making choices, but we don't want to choose based on what we think we need or worse, what those around us are telling us we need or what they told us when we were nine and we've carried all these years forward, right? So the feminine energy, the feminine gets centered and gets connected to the vision before making any choices. Does that make sense? So we really want to engage our imaginations. And for some of us, that looks like journaling, meditation. Sometimes our our imagination is engaged on a walk. Uh, Some people like pulling oracle cards, taking a shower, opening up a passage in a book, right? Let yourself, this is about, this is about letting ourselves be guided from a calm place. And so we really want to tune in before we get into any sort of planning. And that's one of the advantages of making space for planning. So oftentimes in the way that the world just works, we all of a sudden have to make a decision and we've just had a long day of work or somebody said something really awful to us, or we're feeling like we're not that healthy, and all of a sudden we're faced with this decision. So when we give that space to tune in first, we get out of that mode of like coming into making a choice from that frustrated, annoyed, tired, angry, or whatever it is, energy, right? 
So the second step of the flow planning method is to get everything out of your head and onto paper. These actually aren't really ordered steps. Let me say that out loud. But these are just like the concepts that I really want you to hear about the flow planning method. Okay, we're going we're gonna to say it that way. So because we get everything out of our head and onto paper in multiple stages of the process, but it's really important to not keep things in our head, especially when we want to be able to keep tuning in, right? Because when everything's in our head, it just takes up a lot of space. We hold so much in our heads and it really holds us back. So just the act of getting everything down on paper can really greatly affect our productivity, our creativity. And it decreases our stress level. I loved, we had a guest once come in and share, and she shared the idea of getting everything out of your head, which sometimes we call a brain dump, before bed every night, because it really lowers stress levels. So in the flow planning method, at multiple times in the process, we transfer everything from our head onto paper. And it's really powerful. Okay. The third idea I want to share with you is that in trusting, when we're trusting our intuition and we're really creating a vision to help us decide what we want, we start to plan more seasonally. And I like thinking in 90 day seasons. So I always encourage women to think about their future self. And often that's Five years in the future tends to be a really good time frame because it just takes us out of like what we don't have now, like more things are possible. So I do run in from time to time when I'm doing this, because often I'll leave this in a meditation. Um, I do run into women who are like, oh my God, that sounds so depressing. And that totally clamps me up. So in that case, what we really are wanting to do is you imagine a world where the people that might be holding you back, the money that might be holding you back, the situations that might be holding you back, like they don't exist and you just have this blank canvas. So often for many of us, five years out is that. And for many of us, we still want to imagine we have our same children and our same spouse and our maybe our home or maybe a different home, but, but five years out gives us that freedom. So if it doesn't, then just start to see what would happen if you just had a blank canvas and maybe time is irrelevant to what that is. And it's really about, you know, so I just want to repeat that again. So what this process does is it has you dream where money and current situations are no longer an issue. I think that's, and and whether that's five years out or you just do that with a blank canvas, same thing. Okay. And then what we do is the reason we think seasonally. So from that place of, of the freedom of what we really want we then design our our goals in each of the four flow categories for the next season from that those desires from those wants and it's more productive to focus on the next 90 day season i find especially for women because a lot of things can change over the course of the year a lot seasons can be very different but if we're looking out over the next 3 months we can be really clear about what's coming up who's visiting who's in school, who's not, what's work like, what's our energy like, you know, is there anything major happening? We really know. And I believe then we don't 
instead of sacrificing what it is you we want, we, we make a plan for how it folds around all those things that are the next season of our life. So stillness and slowing down, as we sort of started with, are essential part of this process. Listening to what really feels right, what you want, when like what you really want to lean into. And once you identify your goals, we get really clear on why, like, why are these your goals? That's an important question to ask. So once something comes up, you know, you've centered, you've decided on a goal, you want to get, maybe it's around health or a business goal. Like, why do you, why, why is this really important to you? And what is going to motivate you to keep moving toward the goals that you've just set when life starts moving fast again, when you aren't still and quiet and focused as hopefully you are when you sit down to plan? And what will keep you going when things aren't going well? So you answer those questions and also just clearly knowing why we'll answer all those questions at the same time. And it's a great thing to go back and look for. Okay. So, so far, the different things that are part of the flow planning process that I want you to know about are this idea of really tuning in, getting everything out of your head, planning in 90 days while trusting your intuition, and then you flow your goals forward. So once you have a 90-day plan, you can start to really break it down and you can look at what will you do this month to move your 90-day goal forward? What could get in the way? What can you do to streamline the little things that get in the way of your big things? And each month you ask yourself meaningful questions. Who have you become in the past four weeks that is different than you were when you set your 90-day goal? And because of that, does anything need to change? Is there a rhythm that needs to be learned? Like, are you learning about some of your natural tendencies when you're more productive, how you're more productive, days that you're just out of commission, days where you're tired, days where you have energy? And at the end of the month, if you're you know, really thoughtfully and consciously doing this process, what can you let go of? So those are the kind of questions where you're asking yourself on a monthly process. And again, a lot of these questions are in the flow planner. And one of the reasons that I personally am always so excited about inviting you into flow 365 when you, when you feel like there is that dream that you're really wanting to move toward is that I'm guiding this process the whole time. And sometimes it's really helpful to be guided. You can obviously go back and just keep listening and listening and listening, but we're guiding you week by week and day by day through this process and and giving you feedback along the way. So just know that, but also listen to this because this can be your new way of just thinking through time, which is a little different than maybe how you look at your calendar now. All right. The next idea is setting yourself up weekly, right? So we've, so far we've taken, we've gotten centered. We've taken this big vision. We've flown it forward into a season and then looked at how it plays out in, in a month or in a cycle. You could also 
refer to that as a cycle. Sometimes we, we do that. Like it's, it doesn't have to be a literal month. It can be a four week cycle, especially if you're a woman who is cycling still. Um, but if you're not, you could use the moon, by the way. And then the next idea is to set yourself up weekly. So once a week, you look ahead for the week that's coming up and you make a plan to keep flowing things forward. Uh, one of the ways that we we do that, like the most important thing I think is to look at like in this week, what are the three most important things? Yes, we're so used to looking at a to-do list of 150 million things, right? And usually those things actually more in, are in support of our five-year goal <laughs> than our day. But what are those three most important things that you're going to tend to this week that move you toward your goal? And just choosing them and really committing to them, seeing how they fit into your week. You might have a week full of other things. These things might take you five minutes, but they keep you connected to your future self. The other thing that's really important in a week is to plan your food and see how it really supports you and see how your food, what you put in your body can actually decrease your stress. Not only will it help you hit hopefully your food and wellness goals, but it just lets you move everything forward in a different way from your food to your thinking about yourself, to your thinking about your work, to how you're interacting with people in your house, right? Like the food really can be the fuel. And so we have space to plan for that every single week. Not because like that's our primary goal necessarily, but because it's foundational. And then each week we also look at habits. So those three things that I said, sometimes those can support a habit, but sometimes it's like maybe we want to do a meditation practice every every week. That's our habit, right? So that's so we're deciding which habits to do. But maybe up in our three rocks or the three things we decide for the week that are connected to our future self, maybe in that we need to clear out a corner so that we can do that habit, right? So the three things are more finite things that they're, they don't have to be huge. They sometimes can be big, right? So sometimes it's like write a chapter of a book and that takes me two full days. Sometimes it's Google something or write an email and it takes me five minutes or an hour. So there's no rules of how long they take, but they're done when they're done. Whereas a habit is something that you might want to repeat over time. Okay. So I have so many ideas for habits, but I really want you to tune in to what habits you're trying to build and stay focused on a reasonable number of those, okay? And then each week, you, you just keep showing up to this over and over again because you're flowing it forward. And at the end of a week, you can look at, well, what went well? Did I do the three things I said I would do? Have I tended to these habits? Did I follow through on the meal plan? And you can learn. You can learn from your journey as the most, um, you want to be the least judgmental on yourself that you can. That's also another place where doing this with guidance is really helpful because I find that's a lot of the feedback I'm doing. So maybe if you're doing it with a friend, just make sure to remind each other you know, it's okay. It's okay you didn't do that thing. All right? 
Okay. Number, and, and sometimes it's not okay. Sometimes maybe it doesn't feel okay that you didn't do it. And so then you start asking why, and you start digging, well, why didn't I do it? And you, you start to, you start to really, um, you start to peel back what will actually help you take the action. Okay. So the next idea is to create a daily practice, right? So we've flown all the way, we've flown, we've, we've flowed all the way forward from, really looking at the big picture to looking at the season we're in to looking at the month to looking at the week. And now we want to create a daily practice. And a daily practice can often sound like one more thing to do, right? Like, haven't we done this enough? And this is where this is between planning and journaling, right? It's really about, it's really about recommitting to yourself on a regular basis to the life that you say you really want because otherwise all the other things happen and days get filled up with driving people from place to place and eating food that we don't want to eat because we haven't thought about it because it's offered to us and getting stuck in inboxes and in meetings instead of really working on what means is really meaningful to us. And here's the funny thing. Often what's meaningful to us doesn't take as much time as all the other things, which is always funny when that comes up in this process. So a well-crafted daily practice really supports and sustains us. And under part of that practice is really knowing what you're going to do for the day and why you're doing it as a way to really keep you on track in a very loving way. So I, I've said before, so I'll say it now. So often when we declare or commit, we do. But when we're always just thinking about what we want or we're, we're more in our heads, then we end up dabbling. So from this energy of being that we started at, I want us to step into doing, right? Do you see how this is different than, than creating a list of all the things we need to do and that just being overwhelming? This has come from a very thoughtful place within you. So the doing should start to feel different. And here are some of the things that we do on a daily basis. We write down the three things that we're grateful for because that starts us off from that soulful centered place. We identify the three things from our three weekly things, usually, that we're going to do that move us towards them, right? So if if the three, maybe it's doing one of the three things and some other things, but, you know, if one of the three things was, one of our three things for the week was to write a chapter in a book, then maybe one of our three things in a day is to play around with titles or make an outline or read what we wrote yesterday, right? So we're, we're really, we're breaking down each day. And then we block off time to do those things. We block all our time. We block all our time, not so that we're always busy, so that we're creating, but so that we're creating space for the busy and the being, Okay. And another thing that's really helpful, I think, in a day to block off time for is the little things like email and phone calls. So they don't get in the way of those three main things. And so I block those off second. I try to train my brain to put the three most important things into time first. I always renote every day what I'll be eating, even though maybe I've thought about it for the week. I, I recommit every day. And sometimes things change. Sometimes one of my teenagers has 
eaten the carrots I thought I would have out of the refrigerator, right? Or that banana I was going to put in a smoothie. And so I, I relook every morning so that in the moment when I need to go make the food, I don't allow myself, like I don't get frazzled because I know in advance. I look at my daily habits and I track them throughout the day. And I get really clear throughout the day um, on on just how to stay in this process over and over again. So the idea of getting centered and connecting to that vision and redeciding what I'm doing and following through on it, like that can happen every hour. So I get I get really, really, really clear on that throughout the day. And the last idea is about and part of the flow planning process is to really celebrate and critique our process. And this happens in a couple different ways. Like it happens at the monthly level, at the weekly level, at the daily level. And you can choose to do as much or little as you want. But I have this practice of going back through each day and looking at how I spent my time and tracking it. I do this not because... I do not always follow through on my plans, right? And and beating myself up, but so that I can just start to pay attention and and appreciate what I like both pay attention to what doesn't quite go as planned and learn from that and then also have more gratitude for what I am leaning into. So it gives me the opportunity to do both things. And when something hasn't gone quite as planned, like I said I was going to post on Instagram, but instead I saw this amazing photo of my niece. This could happen in real life. And I just got sucked down this rabbit hole of, oh my gosh, she's doing this. And and my and my sister-in-law did this and blah, 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 blah. And I get through the half an hour that I've blocked out for this and I haven't written the post. And so I just note that. And that can mean different things in the next day. It can mean I need to write the post in advance so I can just go do it first, like in a different software. Or it could mean I need to allow myself more time to go look at what's happening in my with, amongst the people I love on social media, right? There's no judging, beating ourselves up. It's all learning and how to make choices moving forward. Another thing I do in my daily practice and... I use the today sheet, which is something that you'll be able to download from the show notes in this. Um, I use that, which is in writing every morning. But a lot of what I'm doing is also in my Google calendar, because a lot of what I'm doing is things like recording this podcast and speaking with amazing people thinking about Flow 365 on Zoom or being in one of our sessions on Zoom or taking care of myself and going to a yoga class eating a meal, being with a kid, right? Like all these things I, I tend to make space for in my Google calendar as well. So if something doesn't get done in a day, I generally go to my electric calendar and I move it to another time, unless it's like something that really doesn't make sense for that. Um, because that helps me really be accountable to to what I say I wanted to do. And I learned this from my amazing friend, Patty Lennon, who's been on the podcast, but I've done that ever since she told me that. I love that. I love that practice and ritual of starting to really understand time. And we do this 
I also do this, I want to say, like I do this over the course of, of a month and looking back and looking at my month and how it maps to my bigger goal and same within a week, like where, where, where did I get off track? Because I feel like in each different time frame, you can learn different things. And I keep saying first where I got off track, but the other super important thing that you're doing is not always critiquing yourself, but you're celebrating and you're celebrating things that you planned for but also those amazing synchronicities that happen that you couldn't even have imagined. I tell the story all the time um, in workshops, and I've probably told it here before too, of, of Becky who came into Flow 365 to really declutter her basement and clean out bins and get rid of stuff and, and make her house feel better. And that's what she imagined at the moment that she decided to step into this process in that way. You can, you can do this on your own and you can do this in, in good company. You can do it any way you want. It works no matter what. But she came into flow to do it and she very quickly figured out that she really wanted to be writing. She really wanted to be making books, writing books. And so it was sort of in the celebrations that that came about. It was like one celebration. It just like kept coming out. Like that energy was so vibrant within her of like how she had done like cleaned this area of the basement cleaned out this bin and it was just like and now I'm ready to write a book like I don't even know if she knew where it was coming from and that book came really fast y'all it came like a week later so celebrating is really important as is getting clear what we might not be tending to that we say we want to so that's I think what I have to say and again this is all backed up in one notebook that's called the flow planner. So like everything I shared here is, is called out as questions in the flow planner. So you can go to the flow planning page and by the time this goes live, it might not be as clear as it will in a few months. We're about to come out with some new colors. I'm super excited. The colors that are there are fabulous as well, but you go to that page and you can read all about the flow planner and then you click on the one that you want, and that will take you to how to buy it. And somebody got confused about that the other day. And then I realized it was like, not clear. So maybe it'll be totally clear by the time you get there, because we're fixing, we're working on it. But if it's not, that's what you do. And so that's you putting it into practice with full vendor. You can also put it to practice in a notebook, right? So don't leave those notebooks half empty like I did. Like put it into practice in a notebook. Again, this is between journaling and and, and planning. So you can use a notebook to make a lot of these lists to do the brain dump. And then you can move stuff into your phone calendar, into your digital calendar. But the important parts are that you get dreaming, you get writing, and you get practicing. Does that make sense? So you get dreaming, you get writing, and you get practicing. And again, the flow planner gives you a lot of the questions if you, if you want those all mapped out for you, okay? And by the way, the flow planner also comes with a full class that takes you through the whole thing. And when we do the new one, that will be upgraded as well. So you have that class forever once you've gotten a flow planner. Okay. So another way to get into flow is joining us in flow 365. And I just can't speak highly enough about the community 
that is created in this, this container of Flow 365. I mean, obviously I created it. So a part of me is like, oh my gosh, what does this sound like? I'm totally tuning my own horn, but that's really not what this is about. I even was surprised at the magic of what happens when women come together and have a method, which we we provide to you, but have this container to continually show up, to ask questions, to be reminded to follow through on that thing, to be reminded when things are feeling like are seeming a little out of balance, to have the ability to talk through some of the choices you're making and say it out loud and be in conversation and have witness to both what's going amazing and and what's needing more tending to. And to really have someone hold your hand as you're going through this process of change, right? And doing things differently, it takes time. And so the thing I would love you to take most from this episode is to have so much patience and kindness with yourself and give yourself what you need next. And if that's flow, we're here for you. What I will say is important to find is you could do this in various situations of community. Like it's not flow or alone, right? You can find community, but just make sure it's really important to find somebody who wants to make change too and who won't sabotage your goals and totally not due to any fault of their own. Often those who really love us aren't our biggest champions because they want to keep us safe just as we're trying to keep ourselves safe. Like they love us that much, right? And so, yeah, that's just what I want to say, I think. There's this amazing community of women getting into flow and moving forward in their businesses and their wellness and their passion projects and so much more. They're writing books, they're decluttering their houses, they're getting more energy and better sleep and feeling more connected to their kids and learning new things and actually taking those courses that they signed up for and starting and growing amazing lives and businesses and families and they support each other each day and they're supported each day. So come if you want this system and coaching and community and other supports. We have retreats and planning sessions and so many different components that make this happen. But really what I want you to focus on is like if you're craving something, if you're like, oh my gosh, I just wish that I could follow through on this thing. I wish that I could grow the business I said I wanted to grow. I wish I could really find that career that I've been wanting to find. I I I hope I really want to create this family that that I've been dreaming of or this home I've been dreaming of, right? Um, I really want to be in a body I'm happy with. We're not teaching you like how necessarily to do those things, although there's a lot of knowledge within our group. But we're teaching you how to really show up to those things and how to show up to all of them at once if that's what you're wanting in a reasonable way, right? So we're helping you see those puzzle pieces and put them together in a way that really makes sense in your exact situation with you as the leader. We're helping you pull it all forward. And so if what you're wanting is not to be in the same place a year from now and you feel like 
those years keep passing by, step in. Step in and see what it's like to be supported and see if that can change things for you so that a year from now, you're in a place that feels balanced, that feels like you're moving toward the life you want and and feels just fabulous. Not because every day everything's perfect, but because you keep moving forward in alignment with your seasons and your life. All right. That was my soapbox moment. I would love to have you. I'm going to keep showing up here though, twice a week now on this podcast. So you can get a lot here. Maybe you have an amazing friend, but if you're wanting community around this thing around change, definitely come check out Flow365. And I can't wait to get to know you better on the other side. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day.